I hope you've got your Bibles. I hope you're ready to hear from the Word of the Lord. Brother Hilton, come and preach to me tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord to this church family, hither and yon. And uh, I appreciate all of you being faithful in your worship to the Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to do what I can tonight. And I uh, hope the Lord help us. And um, my, my, what kind of preaching we heard this morning. What a message. Amen. It has been, I have been fed over the past couple of weeks that we've been enduring this uh, time of remote worship or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> we have been enjoying um, deep um, genuine words from the Lord, and I don't, I don't say a word from the Lord because I believe God has been ministering to individuals and giving direct words to each. So it's not just a single word to the church, but God has been ministering to individuals in the church, and I believe I, I just believe that I know He's ministered to me, and so. Um, and I just, uh, I asked pastor this afternoon, I said, right after church this morning, I said, uh, you preach so good, do you want to preach again tonight? He goes, I'm done for the day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and so, um, so it kind of fell on my shoulders, but I tried. I tried to get you another good one, but tough luck, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 through 11 will be the text tonight. And um, again, I, I've been enjoying the word of the Lord, words from the Lord that we've heard over the past few weeks. Thank you to each man of God. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to be here tonight. I do count an honor to try and share what the Lord's laid in my heart. God spoke to me a few weeks ago on this subject and uh, just kind of been burning but of course, me as a procrastinator didn't wait till I waited till the last moment to start putting it together, and um, really wish I'd started a lot earlier because there's just so much here. And but Revelation chapter 12, verses 9, 10, and 11, the Bible tells us, "And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth." And his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation. Everybody say, now has come salvation. Amen. I hope you uh, said that at home. I didn't hear you for some reason, but I but, uh, hope you did. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. That word Christ, that was translated as Christ in text here um, means anointed so the power of his anointed could be could be read that way for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night how many know that you have an accuser out there blaming you for everything <laughs> so uh, we can blame him for the coronavirus right we just put the blame back okay good He's the prince in the power of the air, so if coronavirus requires air, to, I guess it's not airborne, so that's a bad analogy. Anyway, verse 11, let's keep going. <laughs> and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. I want to focus on the first part of verse 11, and they overcame him, that, that old serpent, the devil, Satan, the one who is our accuser, was overcome. Amen. Already overcome. Somebody tell me that it's already overcome. Can you say that? He's already overcome. He's already overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. If you can lay down your Bibles, if you're at home, just say a word of prayer. Ask the Lord for His anointing, not only on me, but on you to hear the word of the Lord. I pray, God, that you would speak to us. Your anointing, God, break every yoke. I need your grace tonight. Need your anointing tonight, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that the power of your anointing 
God rest upon us today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Touch every mind, touch every heart, touch every ear, God. Give us grace to hear the word. I pray that you administer to hearts and minds in this place, God, and in their homes today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. As Pastor did this morning, I'll take the cue to bypass any prophetic uh, subjects here. Amen. I'm not a prophecy scholar and uh, probably never will be. (laughs) Amen. But um, I don't want to bypass it so quickly to forget what Apostle Paul warned Timothy of in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Amen. He tells Timothy, a preacher of the gospel, amen, and warns him that, that there's going to be, that term can also be translated as grievous or dangerous or days that will be hard to bear. Those days will come, Timothy, and I want to forward that message to the truth church tonight, amen, that the days are not only coming, but I want to say that those days are here. Amen, it's difficult, amen, to sit at home, amen, and, and, and try to conjure up a move of the Holy Ghost when we get home from work, when we get home, amen, from our daily lives, amen, I want to tell somebody that your approach to church matters, amen, how you come into the presence of God, amen, your personal dedication and your personal walk with God, it really does matter. Amen. I, I slipped uh, into our satellite campus for just a few moments trying to adjust the sound. And, um, and, uh, and I, I, I slipped down there. And I can't tell you, Pastor, there was such a sweet presence of the Lord that was down there. And, 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 I, I, and, and I can tell you why. There's no question in my mind as to why. Amen. But as I was studying, preparing for the lesson tonight, this message tonight, amen, the... the there was, a, there was a constant spirit of prayer, amen, outside that door. There was people down there seeking the face of God, earnestly desiring the touch of God. And child of God, the only way that you can make it through these grievous and perilous times is for you to get into the presence of God. Amen, create that place in your home. Amen. Allow Him to meet with you and minister to you. Amen. It really is all about your perspective and how you approach Him. Amen. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I don't want to spend too much time there, but I I did want to stop and drop off that message for someone. Amen. In the Old Testament, in in the great Exodus, amen, Exodus chapter uh, chapters 6 through 12, amen, we read about the children of Israel, amen, children of Israel that were in bondage in the nation of Egypt for an extended period of time. And um, it came after, after about, I think it was 430 years um, that, that they that the Lord started dealing with a man by the name of Moses out in the wilderness as he was taking care of his father's sheep. And the Lord spoke to him and says, I want you, Moses, I want you to go and deliver my people, Israel. I want them to be out of the land of Egypt. I want them to come out of where they are in bondage. And, and Moses, I mean, obviously we know the story, some of us do, if you don't, he struggled with that calling God placed upon him. Amen. He asked God uh, to send somebody else, amen, or to use his own brother, to speak through his brother. And God, God grew frustrated with him and said, no, I want you to go. And then not only did uh, God grow frustrated with him, but as after he did finally obey the word of the Lord, he went into Egypt and told, uh, told the people of Israel. And God gave him a sign to show to the people of Israel. And uh, the Bible says that they believed him. And so that he would be their leader out of bondage. But after, when, when the rubber met the road, if you will, when Moses finally approached uh, the king of Egypt, he told him, I want you to let my people go. I, God is asking me, he's put this mandate on me to, let, to, to request for you to let his people go. And, and Pharaoh responded 
in such a way that, and we, again, we know the story, but for those that don't, I'm just going to give a brief summary that, that, that those people that were in bondage, their burdens were duplicated. They, they once were given straw to make the bricks that they were making. And, um, and Pharaoh said, well, you got too much time on your hand. You guys are thinking too much about this situation. You're thinking about making sacrifices to God. And so therefore, since you have too much time on your hands, I'm going to make you do more work. And so those that once believed the man of God started questioning the man of God. The ones that, that were behind him, that were supporting what he had to say, Amen. They they began to question. Now this is a little bit harder. I didn't really expect. I didn't expect to have to work this hard in order to get out of Egypt. Yeah. And um, I want to tell somebody in this last day that the that the work that is expected of us. We we have been blessed. Amen. In recent years. Amen. That that in in in, in my entire lifetime that. That the work that has been given to us, that we have been, that we are required to do, amen, is relatively light to what is on its way. Amen. I want to tell somebody that it might get harder. It might, the load might get heavier. Amen. But don't ever doubt and don't ever question the word of God because it will lead us to a much better place. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching tonight. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody that when you're at home and you're feeling like you're bearing the weight of the world on your shoulder, amen, and you can't bear another moment, amen, but you've got, and you're just sent to your knees, amen, in prayer, just don't stop praying because one day, amen, one day very soon, I want you to think about this. It was just a few days after this that they were set free. It wasn't long, Brother Alberton. It wasn't, it didn't take too much longer. Amen. But during those days, amen, the work was was really heavy. The work was really heavy. Amen. Amen. Sir, during those days, amen, if I had to estimate, it was probably. 10 to 15 days or so. I mean, because the Bible talks about the different plagues that came day after day. And uh, the timeline's not always as, as uh, perfect and as you would want it to be. Amen. Because the point was not time. The point was to communicate a message. And so God started to send out a, um, God started to send out plagues to the to uh, the Egyptians, and uh, long about plague four, we, we read about the rivers that became blood, frogs that uh, came out of the waters in Egypt, dust that became lice, and then swarms of flies. Around this time is when God separated the people of Israel from the Egyptians. And then scripture tells us that we're in this world, but not of it. Amen. And the Israelites were sent into the land of Goshen. This was a, a set of properties that were set apart from the rest of the land of Egypt explicitly for the children of Israel, not for any other purpose. They were the shepherds. They were the ones, I mean, all the way from the time when, he, when uh, Joseph came into the land of Egypt. This was a uh, land that was allocated for the Israelites, for the slaves. And so in this land... When God was interested in separating the plague, the people of Israel, just by being in the land, Pastor, just by being in the land of Goshen, they received the blessing of the people of God. Amen. Just by being in the land of Goshen, in the land of the living, amen, in the land of light, amen, in the land where there was, where there was no pestilence where there was no swarms of flies, where there was, uh, where the cattle lived when the plagues came and killed off the cattle of the Egyptians. When, uh, when the boils came, they, they were safe uh, from the dust in the air that caused those boils. Uh, when the hail and rain came, uh, amen, they were protected. Uh, amen, when the locusts came and ate up all of the fruit of the land, uh, amen, they were still fruitful. Amen, I'm talking about the land of the living. Uh, amen, the land of Goshen, where the people of 
God are. Amen. And in this land, I called it a moment ago, the land of light, because when darkness fell upon the land of Egypt, amen, if you were in the land of Goshen, amen, you could see the neighbor. Hallelujah. But those in Egypt were walking around in darkness. Amen. They couldn't see their hands in front of their faces. Amen. I want to tell somebody. Amen. We're living amen, in these perilous times. Amen. And it's getting darker and darker in the land of Egypt. Amen. And things amen, are flying. Amen. That wouldn't have flown a few years ago. And things are happening that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Amen. But child of God, if you would make it back into the land of Goshen. Amen. Where the light of the living shine. Hallelujah. Amen. There's promise in the land of Goshen. Amen. There's bomb. Amen. In the land of Goshen. Amen. There's healing in the land of Goshen. Amen. There's light in the land of Goshen. Amen. There's protection. Hallelujah, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. I hope somebody at home, amen, is getting the spirit of what I'm trying to convey to you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it may feel like we're forced, amen, into the land of Egypt, into the land of darkness, where the pestilence is. I want you to know, child of God, just by being a child of God, you are living in the land of the living. You are living in the land of the people of God. Hallelujah. But what safety the house of God brings. Hallelujah. What safety. What safety and beauty. Amen. It, it brings when I get to be with the people of God. Pastor moment m- mentioned just a few moments ago, what kind of service that's going to be when we finally be able to get back into the house of the Lord together with our fellow uh, members, our fellow brothers and sisters, uh, those of us who have been pushed out, uh, amen, into darkness, uh, amen, finally make it back to our land of Goshen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's going to be a glorious time in His presence. It's going to be a glorious moment of worship. Hallelujah. But I want to tell somebody, hallelujah, there came a plague. There came a mode of judgment that God placed upon, amen, the Egyptians. Amen. That no land, no location, amen, could protect the people of God. Hallelujah. Amen, this was a blanket judgment. Amen, not just for those that were outside of the land of Egypt, outside of the land of Goshen, but even Goshen was located in the middle of Egypt. And I want to tell Truth Church of Olathe, Kansas, that even this church, amen, is located right in the middle of this old filthy world. Amen, filled with sin. Amen, filled with perversion. Filled with disgust. And and I want to tell somebody, amen, that if you amen, step outside of the house of God, amen, you're taking a risk beyond your control. Hallelujah. I want to help you. The Lord laid this burden on my soul, amen, this afternoon. And I wept for somebody. Amen. I I cried. I asked God to have mercy, not only on you, but on this city. Amen. To let his mercy flow. I want to talk to you tonight about the token of mercy. I want to talk to somebody about that token. Amen. That would that would require God's attention. When judgment comes, when those last days are gone, when the when the when time is no more, child of God. And I want to tell you that we're getting never nearer to that day. Hallelujah. This ninth plague. The king, it appears to me, of Egypt was ready to let the people of God go. But I don't believe God was satisfied with Pharaoh just conceding to his will, just letting the people go. And I'll tell you why. God responded and said that when Pharaoh lets my people go, he's going to thrust you out, hence, altogether. I'm not just satisfied 
with Pharaoh obeying now. This guy has become, uh, this guy's attitude stinks. And I, I think it was, uh, if, if you will, let me imagine just for a moment, his grating on God's nerves. And, and he said, I want to I make him pay for what he's done. I mean, if you read the last statement from Pharaoh before, I mean, God, before chapter 11, I mean, if we could go there, I mean, Exodus chapter, uh, I guess it would be chapter 10, verse 28, Pharaoh said unto him, get thee from me. Take heed to thyself. See my face no more. For in that day thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And Moses said, thou hast spoken well. I'll see thy face again no more. This, we're done. And this is after plague number nine, the darkness. I'm done. Get out of here, Moses. I'm sick of this stuff. I mean, he had counselors in his ear saying, what are you doing? Don't you see the land is corrupt? Don't you see, I mean, they've devastated, I mean, our produce. Don't you see, I mean, we once were a kingdom, but now we are no more. There is nothing left, Pharaoh. Just let him go. I mean, and that's what produced Pharaoh's attitude. But God said, uh-uh. No, you you made me wait, uh, and I want to do something. I've got this. These are my people, child of God. I want you to see uh, how God protects His people, how God takes care of His people. I'm, if you're wondering, I'm talking about you. I mean, if you're wondering, I'm talking about those of you, amen, curled up in your couch or sitting in your chair at home, amen, comfortable, amen, listening to the word of God. God wants you to be saved. God wants you to be set free. God wants you to have liberty. God wants you to have victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so... Amen. Exodus chapter 12. Uh, uh, let, me, let me just consolidate my point here. Verse, chapter 11 verse 1 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one, more pl- one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go. So I think the Lord, amen, was just interested in just making Pharaoh pay for it. Amen. I want, hallelujah, that old, that old serpent, the devil, amen, stands to lose so much. In fact, he's already lost everything. Cast from heaven. Amen. His tail brought down a third of the stars, those angels with him. Amen. Those are all destined for an eternity in hell. So they've already lost. So what do you think his interest is during this time, during this, these moments, uh, amen, before it all wraps up and judgment comes? What do, you think, uh, what do you think he's got on his mind, child of God? Hallelujah. And so God is angry. Angry with Pharaoh. Angry I'll say this, God is angry with the devil. He, I believe, Pastor, you just correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe God is mad at the devil for the things that he's done, for the lies that he's told you, for the deception that he's brought to your mind, amen, for the sin that he's brought into homes. God is angry. At that old serpent, the devil. I mean, you can kind of hear it, can't you? You can kind of hear it in that statement in, in, our, in our text, amen, Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. That great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. They call him the devil. And Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth. Hallelujah. You can, you, can't you just... I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe I just am ADD here, and I just got, or I just got, or ADHD, whichever it is. Probably got all, all of it. But uh, Exodus, Amen. Let me just pick up here. But uh, I, I just feel like the Lord, the Lord just, 
He's mad. I'm mad at the devil. Mad at what he's trying to accomplish in these last hours. Exodus chapter 12. Now we can go there. Verse 29 through 33. The Bible says, It came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon. And all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, and he and all, uh, uh, and all his servants, and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt. We're reading about the final plague. For there was not a house where there was not one dead. I want you to imagine that for a second. Pharaoh rose up in the middle of the night. And all he hears is the wailing of moms and dads of his kingdom. And their firstborn, the Bible says not one house in Egypt, amen, was, was spared. There was one dead in every house in the land of Egypt. And, and Pharaoh wakes up in the middle of the night. What's that? What's that sound? What's that sound? And this, I want you to notice that this is the judgment of God on Pharaoh and the rest of Egypt. Verse 31, it continues, And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel. Go, serve the Lord, as ye have said. Also, take your flocks and your herds, everything that I tried to steal from you. Amen. I want you to take all that as you have said and be gone. But notice what he says next. Bless me also. And picks up verse 33. The Egyptians were urgent upon the people and they, that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we will be all. We be all dead men. So uh, you, you read through those chapters, chapters 6 through Chapter 12, and, and you see day by day, Pharaoh's heart gets harder and harder until this last, until this last plague. And when the hammer of God's judgment comes, it broke that heart of stone into pieces. And, and just like, Pastor, in the last day, when all of those who challenge the will of God and all those who who are are, are non-believing those out in the secular world that 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 claim what we're doing is hocus pocus all this is just put on and and it's all for entertainment it's just another form of entertainment there's nothing to it it's just another and there are some in the uh, the 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 uh, if I could say this charismatic church uh, amen that 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 explain that 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 that's, that basically confirm, amen, that assessment, amen. But all of them in the last day will fall on their knees and confess that he is Lord. Just like Pharaoh did. I don't want you just to leave, Moses. I don't want you just, amen, to take your people and your herds, uh, amen, but would you say a prayer for me? I'm telling you, child of God, amen, that those that mock uh, and those that make fun of you at work or at school, those uh, that are at college, uh, amen, looking, at, looking down their nose at you, they're one day uh, going to fall on their face uh, before Almighty God, uh, and they're going to confess that He is uh, Lord of all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going somewhere tonight. Hallelujah. I believe that the Lord is helping us tonight. Hallelujah. But if, if, we, if nothing changes, amen, if you guys don't leave Egypt, we're all nothing better than dead men. If we try 
to wrestle the will of God and put our, put our will into it. I'm nothing better than a dead man. Amen. We, we would do well, amen, to recognize this and to allow God, amen, to have his way in our life and to allow him to move in our homes. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I feel like God wants to change some people, that he wants to change some hearts, some hardened hearts, some cold hearts, some distant hearts, those, amen, who have turned their heart away. Oh, Pharaoh, I want you to know that we're praying for you. Pharaoh, I want you to know, amen, that we're praying for you. We want you, amen, to come out of the land of the dead. We want you, amen, to be delivered. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the token of mercy. I'm talking about the token of mercy. Amen. Mercy is not just uh, for those, uh, amen, that wear the right suit uh, or those that wear the right tie uh, or those that do their hair the right way. Did you hear what I said? That mercy is not just for those who've been going to a Pentecostal church all of their life. The, the, the prodigal son who's gone wayward. It's not just for, it is for him, but it's not just for him. Mercy is not just for those who call themselves to be children of God. It's for those who have that token, that have that identifier that says, don't pass me by. Don't, don't pass over me. I feel the Holy Ghost. I wonder if there's somebody out there that feels like they've gone too far. I wonder if there's a child of God who's been sitting on the pew or in the last couple of weeks sitting in your home, amen, amen, rubbing your head, trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this? If you have this token, if you have this token applied to your life, mercy is for you. You have mercy available for you. What is the token? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, just like in the preceding plagues, amen, God separated the people of God, amen, from the ones that would be judged. Amen, just like in, it, it, when it came to the swarms of flies, amen, the hail and the rain, God separated the people of God, amen, from, from those who would be judged. And in this moment, God, in, in this plague, in this final judgment, amen, that God will, will place upon the earth, He wants to separate those who have mercy and those who don't. Before the judgment of God passed over the land of Goshen, altogether, it wasn't enough just to be in the land of Goshen. It wasn't enough to be in the church, child of God. It was not enough to be just claiming to be a Christian. It's, it's not enough to have spoken in tongues three or four years ago or three or four months ago. Or three or four weeks ago. Or three or four days ago. It's not enough. We all need the mercy of God. I said we all do. We all need His mercy. But the people of God living in the land of Goshen grew accustomed to the blessings of God. There's no darkness over here. There's no pestilence. There's no hail. There's no storms. It's, it's beautiful in the land of where, where our, our produce is as good as ever. Our sheep are just fine. Notice what he says in verse 12 of, of Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. This is that final plague. Both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. 
There's coming a day that God's going to execute judgment against all the gods of this world. And all the men of this world. Why? Because I am the Lord. Verse 13 says, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you. Listen. To destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. God is going to send judgment on this old Egyptian world. And I know that coronavirus brings in times to our mind because it's a form of pestilence. It's a form of just something out of character, out of the norm. And I'm certain that many of you who are listening to me tonight have thought along these lines. But I want to tell you that that judgment that is coming, there is mercy for those who had that token. There is mercy for those who have applied the blood to your homes. If you've got the blood of Jesus, that perfect lamb, applied to the doorposts of your home, of your children's rooms, amen, if you have that precious blood, that token, you may receive mercy in the judgment of the Lord. Goshen was still a part of the land of Egypt and before it had been a place of safety for the children of Israel but simply running to the house of God was not enough in this judgment in fact they couldn't even leave their homes they couldn't even step outside of the threshold he said when I see the blood I will pass over you Let's read that in its entirety. Let's back up a few verses to verse 3 of Exodus chapter 12. Speak ye, talking to Moses. The Lord was talking to Moses. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of the month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers a lamb for an house. I want a lamb for every house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male the first year. He shall take it out from the sheep or, of the, or from the goats. We're at verse 6. And ye shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden with all the water. But roast with fire, his head with his legs. Don't sever him. Don't break him apart. And with the pertinence thereof. Verse 10. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded. I want you to notice this. With your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the, and the blood shall be, a, be to you for a token upon the houses where, it, where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague 
shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. God was pretty specific with the Israelites that day on exactly how they should conduct themselves in their homes. He told them that I want a lamb for every home. And if there's not enough in your house, get with your neighbor. But I, I want a lamb in every home. I, I want the lamb to be without blemish. No spot, no wrinkle. Amen. And I want, when you sit down to eat, I want you to consume all the flesh before the morning time. But don't just feast on it to enjoy it. As you eat, be ready to go. Amen. And apply, before you do all this, apply the blood to the posts of the door. And those, I can give you the references for each of those. Amen. I, I, I don't want to rush past this point because there's important points that God was making to the Israelites. I know it seems kind of dense, the text that we just went through, but I want to slow down and, and grab pieces out of what, what he was trying to tell us. First of all, he wanted us to be, he, he told the children of Israel that the flesh would totally be consumed before the morning. Amen. And uh, let me just find here really briefly, I'm sorry. Well, the point I want to emphasize here is in conjunction with the, the being ready to go, that the flesh is totally consumed before the morning, first of all, and second of all, in conjunction with that, when you're eating the flesh, when you're, when you're taking of this Passover, that I want you to be ready to go. And, and we'll, we'll fast forward in just a moment to the last Passover that Jesus sat down with the apostles, or that the, with the disciples. But when he gave them the, his blood, and when he gave them his flesh to consume, he told them that you need to do this until I return. You need to do this until I come home and bring you with me. I, I want you to not just do this half-heartedly, but I want you to consume this all before the morning time. Child of God, amen, this Passover, the lamb that, that these, these rules of conduct, if you would, in your home, that God expects for us to do, he expects us to consume the lamb, the sacrifice that was given to us, that we don't just leave any of it on the table, but that we would consume it all before the morning time, because we don't know what's going to happen in the middle of the night. By morning time, if we left something on the table, it might have been that necessary portion, I mean, that saves us. It might be that necessary part, I mean, that that would bring you salvation and mercy. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I want the mercy of God. I need the mercy of God. Amen. And this is just as much a, a part of, of, of the token of mercy as painting the blood on your front doorpost. But you've got to consume the sacrifice. Amen. Let's just fast forward because I think I touch on these points when we get to that. Amen. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. We talk, we're talking about now. That perfect lamb. This is the final Passover just before Jesus, just days before Jesus' crucifixion. Or the day, I believe. Is that right? The day before his crucifixion? The last, before, the last Passover? The night before. So this is the supper before Jesus and the disciples go away into the Garden of Gethsemane. 
And just before the crucifixion, Jesus sits at this Passover table with the apostles or the disciples at the time. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 28 says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. I want you to put your mind in, in, in as if you were one of those disciples, one of those Jewish disciples sitting there at the table with Jesus, who, has been, who have been on an annual basis conducting themselves in this manner. Amen. Sitting at a table. Amen. Remembering, amen, the great exodus from the land of Egypt. Amen. And the day that God passed over the homes of their fathers, of their forefathers. So they sat there and thought this was just another feast. Just like all the other feasts. But Jesus picks up the bread and breaks it. And up until this point, everything's business as usual. But he says, take, eat. This is my flesh. Wait, Jesus. That was the lamb. That was a representation of the lamb of the Passover. The one that was shed many years ago that saved my family. And Jesus wanted them to know that I am that lamb. I am the one that was sacrificed that night. I was the one amen, that, that saved you all the way back in the land of Goshen. Amen. When you had such comfort and safety and protection among those other Israelites. I was the one amen, whose blood was put upon the doorposts. This is my flesh. This is my blood. Take. Eat it. The disciples, I wish I was there that night. Because they were the first ones to ever partake of that precious blood. They were the first ones to ever partake and place it upon their homes. And place it upon their lives. And let the blood of Jesus wash over them. Child of God, I want you to understand the importance of what's taking place here. They're acknowledging by consuming this bread and and drinking this wine. The fruit of the vine. That... That this wasn't, this wasn't just another feast. But Jesus is, is, is giving himself to us. Jesus is saving us. Almost, I, I, wish, I, could, I wish I could convey this. I, I wish somebody could understand what I'm trying to tell you. That, that, that when Jesus gave them that bread that night and that fruit of the vine, even that he was representing the fact that tomorrow... In the middle of the night. You better consume this boys before you wake up. Because you don't know what's going to take place. Before now. Between now and tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. I think I understand a little bit more. Why in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus told them. Amen. To, to, that before this generation passes. All these signs will come to pass. You better be ready to go. You better, from the moment that you start taking the Passover, you better be ready to go. You better be on your feet. You better have the staff in your hand. You you better be ready. None of this, uh, let me go back to the room and get some jewelry here. Let me go over here and pick up uh, uh, some some of my belongings. Let me go grab some clothes. No, no, no. Jesus said, you got to have the staff in your hand. You got to have your loins. You You better be ready to go. When the Passover is consumed. Hallelujah. Child of God. Ever since we have been bought into this family. And there is no telling, amen, how soon the Lord would come. I'm sorry I'm spending so much time on this, but I don't feel released yet to go further in this message. I want to convey to somebody that you better get ready to go. You You better put on your sandals. You better gird your loins. You better put on your belt. You better grab, amen, your staff and your belongings and get things straight because there's no telling. Hallelujah, everything that needs to happen has already happened. 
I said everything that needs to happen has already taken place. The blood has already been spilt. Hallelujah. The sacrifice has already been made. We're already set free. We already have the victory. We already have a a liberty child of God. When you come into the house of God, you ought to worship and thank Him. Amen. For the sacrifice and the blood that He shed. Oh, let's praise the Lord for a moment if we can. Oh, hallelujah. I am. I'm so grateful, God. For that great sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Child of God, we couldn't have found a more perfect spotless lamb. John chapter 1 verse 29 says the next day, John, amen, John the Baptist seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He is that great and precious lamb. Isaiah prophesied about him in 53 and 7. He was oppressed and he was was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Amen. And as a sheep before her shears is dumb. Amen. First Peter chapter 1 verse 18 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers. This is not another Passover. This is not just another cup of wine and just another another bite of bread. Amen. But this is not tradition. Amen. This is not silver and gold. Amen. But with the precious blood of Christ. Amen. Where you bought. Amen. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you grateful? Aren't you grateful? I said, aren't you grateful? 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him amen, to be sin for us who knew no sin completely spotless. Hallelujah. That we might be made righteousness of God in him. Amen. He's sufficient. This lamb is the only lamb we'll ever need. Amen. He's, a, he's sufficient for every house. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 to it, that God was in Christ reconciling the world. He reconciled the entire world. (laughs) This is the lamb that you need at your house. This is the lamb that you, this is the blood that you need to apply in your home. This is the lamb. Oh, he's committed to us the word of reconciliation by this one, by this one deed, by this one action. Now, and, and I'm closing, but now it's up to you. Is your home covered by the blood? Have you partaken of that great and precious sacrifice? Is the blood on your doorposts? I wonder. I'm not just talking to sinners. I'm talking to the children of God. Those living and dwelling in the land of Goshen. When's the last time you've just said, I I just need another drink. I just need another bite, God. I, I need to partake of that sacrifice one more time. I want to renew it. I want to be ready to go. Amen. When you say go, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I want your will to be done in my life. Child of God, the judgment of God is coming. And just because we're sitting in the house of God and feel the presence of God when we come to His house or even feel the presence of God where we are, that's not enough. We need to apply the blood of God to our lives. I plead the blood of Jesus over every home of those that are a part of the Truth Church of Olathe, Kansas. I plead the blood of Jesus over this very building. I plead the blood of Jesus over this city. I plead the blood of Jesus Would you have mercy in this generation, God? 
because we don't have mercy without that blood. We do not have the mercy of God unless the token is applied to our homes. We don't have the mercy of God unless we have the blood. Oh, God, why don't we feel that to the Lord? Hallelujah. I've got more. I can tell you where Jesus identified the very signs, amen, of the end times that we're seeing and reading in our own news articles. Amen. I can tell you about those things, but I want to tell you something. Amen. That in verse 34, Matthew 24, verily I say to you, Jesus speaking, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. What generation? That generation that takes of the sacrifice. That generation that consumes his blood. That applies his blood to our lives. We won't pass till all these things be fulfilled. I want to tell you there's something greater than just the destroyer of the firstborn in Egypt. Although that must have been such a devastating judgment. I'm talking about something worse than all of the ten plagues put together. It's coming. Coming to every home, to every individual. (laughs) I can't help but weep to think of the souls (laughs) that will be lost because they haven't availed themselves of this token that will cause the destroyer to pass over. I plead with you, would you please seek the blood of Jesus? I pray, would you please call on Him And ask Him to let you partake of the sacrifice. He he paid the price for you. He gave you His blood. He gave you His flesh. His very Himself. There's a whole reason He came. Not just a few days spent in darkness, but eternity in darkness. Not just a few moments of pain and suffering, but eternity in pain and suffering. I want you to think about it. I want you to understand, amen, what God intends to place upon this earth. I wish I could preach something happy. I wish I could preach something that would encourage somebody. But this is the only thing that gripped my soul this afternoon. And I want to tell somebody that if you don't find a place of repentance, if you don't avail yourself of the token, if you don't apply the blood of Jesus, there's no telling when you'll pass on into that eternal darkness. I've been sent tonight with a distinct mandate. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 says, But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. I've been sent here tonight to exhort you while it's still today. While the sun still shines. While his mercy is still reaching. While the blood is still flowing. Oh, why don't you find a place of prayer right now 
Everybody, under the sound of my voice, would you find a place and ask him for his mercy? <laughs> Don't be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The Lord will pass through to smite this world. But when he sees the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. He will not suffer that destroyer to come into your house and smite you. He will pass over. I said he will pass over. He will pass over. Child of God, you need the blood. I need the blood.